I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back for this extended interview with Diana where she's going to share how to create a successful e-commerce business. Hey Diana, how are you? Hi Debbie, nice to be back. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Before we get to your amazing tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? So my name is Diana. I'm the blogger behind In Between Pictures, and I'm also the founder of Gatabag, a line of stylish camera bags. Perfect. And today we're going to talk about how someone else can also try to create a successful e-commerce business. And I know you've had two already. This is your second one, and you are definitely an expert that we need to talk to. (laughs) Can you tell us (laughs) what your experience has been? I mean, I guess the first thing that I would ask is how do you find the right products to actually sell, right? Because before you do anything else, before you even start selling, before you start creating your website and any of that, you need to find the right products. How did you do that for yourself? Absolutely. I feel like number one is product. And for me, forget a bag was something that I needed and I was looking for and I couldn't find it in the market and I decided to do it myself. That's one of the things that when you're starting your own company, like a serious business, you have to look into the market and find products that are unique and and making sure that not every other person is selling it because it's very hard to stand out when you have products that are the same as everybody else. Yeah, and then another thing too is also figuring out if it will actually sell because it's one thing if we want it ourselves and it's another thing if it actually sells, right? Somebody is yes. going to buy it. How did you make sure that this product that you have was actually something people wanted? Yes. Yeah, so when I first started looking into camera bags, I was, like I said, I couldn't find anything that I wanted. And then I started talking to other people, like other people that traveled with camera and other photographers. And I started asking around and I was asking, so what do you think about your camera bag? Do you like it? Do you, will you travel with it? And just do a little research and background. So it's, that's what professional people would call it market research. <laughs> I would call it just go ask around. <laughs> just go and look for reviews, look for what other people or competitors that you would think are your competitors and see what they're doing. And it just basically just market research, just find out if people are looking for it. Are you the only person looking for it? Are other people also looking for it? So if you feel that if you find out that other people are also in your same dilemma, then you have a product like you have something going on because everybody's looking for it, but there's no, there's no product. 
That's really true. I mean, it's like I said, it's one thing if you want it, but it's another thing if you can actually sell it. And you definitely were able to do that. And you did the right amount of marketing research, as as you said. Now, what about when you actually realized that you had something that was special here? People actually were interested in it. How did you source the products? Because you see companies like Alibaba and all of these different places that you can outsource all of these products, but it's another thing to give someone that money, your hard-earned money, and you don't know if it's going to be done right. How did you do that research and how did you make sure you found the right company to do your manufacturing? So there are different ways to do it. You could, I mean, like you said, Alibaba is a website for where many manufacturers are on to sell their products. It's not only, there's two websites, there's AliExpress and Alibaba. AliExpress is basically people taking products from the manufacturers and selling it on AliExpress. So whatever you're buying on AliExpress, they're not directly from the manufacturer. But from Alibaba, they are directly from the manufacturer. So there's a list of manufacturers on Alibaba that you can always search and look for um, their credentials and everything. And there's also another way to do so is that in whatever you're sourcing your, your manufacturing, whether that is in China, India, whatever country, most of the time they have expositions. So you can always go to those either in China or wherever they're doing the exposition and meet with the actual manufacturers. They are there to present samples of their products and you can see the quality of their products and see if they're reliable. There will be a lot of other businesses as well doing the same thing, learning about them. And if you want reassurance, those are the best way for you to go and meet manufacturers. Go to exposition. Hong Kong always have some. Guangzhou always have some. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Korea also have some. So depending on where you want to source your, your products from, you can always go look and see if they have any sorts of uh, expositions where you can go and meet with manufacturers. Now, if you are somebody who doesn't have that big of a budget and you can't go to those exhibitions, what do you actually do? What is another way for you to make sure that the product that they're going to be giving you is legit and it's something that you want to use? Yes, of course. Like me, I have a very, very small budget. So what you can do <laughs> is ask. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you're a small business. You can ask for sample. So for example, I designed something unique and very different. Like I knew they couldn't just send me a regular knockoff. They, you never know with manufacturers that if they're going to send you sample from another company. So what you do is that you design and create something unique that they will actually have to make it and ask for a sample. So a sample will cost you anywhere between $50 to maybe $300, depending on whatever you're designing, complexity, quality. And it is $300, but at the end of the day, you have to think about, is $300, would you rather lose $300 or would you rather lose $5,000? So it's a business expense that you have to incur because you have to test the manufacturers and make sure they, they are good quality. So you can ask for a sample. So create something that is different that they don't have in stock. And so they can create it 
for you right there instead of just sending you whatever they have already manufactured and you don't know if it's from another company or what they're sending you. So always ask for a sample. That is such a great idea to do and also making sure that they are completely legit, like you had said. And obviously, if you want to make your own product, you know, you already have those designs in your head and probably written out. So that's a really great way of doing that. And yeah, that few hundred dollars will save you so much more money in the long run, you know, to make sure that this is a good idea. Yes, those are business expenses that you have to incur. It, it, there's no way to avoid it because if you want to make sure that the manufacturer is legitimate, then you will have to spend at least a hundred, a couple hundred testing different manufacturers. Okay, so now let's talk about marketing because I think for the most part, we always think about the creating the product, making sure it's designed really well. But really, there's been a lot of products out there that would, that were subpar or are subpar, but they just sell so well because of how they market those products. What has been the best marketing tricks and tips that you have been able to use for your product that has worked really well and has allowed you to sell them? And you've been out, you know, you've been really selling those bags so quickly they're you know out of stock and especially during the holidays it's even more in demand right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so for me um yes like you said social media is very important branding is also very important so a lot of those products like you said that that are very subpar and they're still selling very well is because of the branding and image they're portraying So you have to pick and decide what your brand image is. And you have to work very carefully on it because that's basically your selling drive. So for me, it was traveling because that's my background. That's what I designed the bags for and that's what I wanted the bags for. So it's selling the idea that the bags are great for traveling, your travel companion. And that's the branding that I gave my brand. So it's like the fearless photographer, female traveler that's out there capturing moments when they are traveling. And because I have that background and that's basically me, that's what I basically portraying on my, on my own brands. And the good thing is that because I'm also a blogger, I already have like a network of people and then a lot of them were very supportive of my brand. So all the friends that I made through my blogging community, they were, they were there helping me and supporting me. So for me, it's basically networking and, and working on your brand image. Whatever you stick to, you want to keep portraying that. For example, if you want to be luxury, then all your image branding have to match whatever you're, you're trying to portray. If you're traveling, then... That's what you have to keep portraying is the is the traveling vibe. It's with every single brand, they all have their own strategy and brand image that they stick to because it works for them. So it's basically branding and, and image. Yeah, I think it's so true that you have to be completely consistent when it comes to your branding because that also builds trust with your niche and your market and they know exactly what they're getting and what they're buying into as well. Yes, absolutely. I have seen a lot of starting commerces where I can see their passion for the business, but 
I can see the pictures are not all consistent or they're taking picture from the wholesaler. They're not taking their own picture. So you lose a little bit of trust when all your pictures are looking very generic. And that's the thing about all these um, subpar brands where they are so successful. All their, If you look at their pictures and their branding, they're very, very strong. For example... Oh, very stylish woman, very fashionable. Picture doesn't have to be the highest quality, but they're all very fashionable, trendy. You know, that is is the image they're portraying. Absolutely. And that's the thing, right? It's all about how it looks and how you want it to be a part of your life. And I think that's really what sucks you in (laughs) is when the branding is so good. You can't help but want to be a part of that. Exactly. Last thing is for somebody who also wants to start their own e-commerce site, what would be the best tip that you can give them to starting one? When you're starting, try to do things yourself and keep the cost low. That's one of the lessons I learned from my previous businesses is try to keep the expenses low. Don't go thinking that you need to buy this, buy that, buy the best. You can always upgrade. You don't have to buy the best of everything and just keep in mind you can always upgrade as your business grow. So when you're building a website right now, it's so easy to build your own website. There are platforms like Shopify, Squarespace, and many others where you can build a website in two seconds and you can customize it. You don't have to have the fanciest thing. You don't have to have the best thing, the best plan, the highest plan. Just go upgrade as you grow. So For me, one of the biggest lessons is try to keep your business as low as possible and try to do things yourself if you're working with very limited funds. Yeah, I think there's so many things that you'll end up realizing you have to spend money on. So if you're spending on things that you don't really need, you'll be in trouble in the long run. So that's a really good tip for us. Exactly. Yes. Now, if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yes, they can find me on my blog, inbetweenpictures.com or on Instagram or Twitter at inbetweenpics.com. And for Gatabag, you can find my line at gatabag.com and on Instagram and Twitter at gatabag. Perfect. Thank you so much, Diana, for being here today. I really appreciate all the tips that you gave us. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Diana. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she left a thriving finance career to become an e-commerce entrepreneur. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.